Welcome to Fresh to Death Comics. I'm your host, B. Luke. I have Amy with us. Yo. And we have Brian with us. Welcome, Brian. Brian. Yeah, I am. Glad to be here. Thank you so much. One of the first things I want to talk about is this ju- This is just breaking news. This just came out the other day. Don't know if you guys have heard about this. Netflix series, Jupiter Legacy, got canceled. Oh, it I did is, not hear about it. It is weeks old. It just came out wow. a few weeks ago. I remember thinking about, oh, I, I'm going to, I was thinking about reading the it. books first and then redoing it. And I was trying to figure out, you know, when's the right time. They canceled the series because the network or Netflix wasn't getting enough boost in their subscription basis. Hmm. And that's what it comes down to is the same people watching Jupiter's Legacy were watching Umbrella Academy. They Mm -hmm. were watching, oh, what's the other... Was it Sensate? What was that? Yeah, Cobra Kai. Like, uh, the, the nerd, nerd... The more science yeah, the, the, fiction. The nerds get into... You know, not the nerd, but us nerd cultures. We, 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 we're going to watch this, and if you're not into, into Jupiter's Legacy, and you're not in the comics, you're not going to read it. Did you guys watch Jupiter's Legacy? Was that that superhero one? Yep, the yeah, superhero I, one. It came out the same time, Invincible. I think a few weeks before Invincible. Watched Invincible. Watched a bit of Invincible. Still haven't finished it, though. Yep. Uh, I, I wanted to read the comic before I jumped into it, because I... I I was like, I, I want Rick, Rick, uh, Robert, sorry, I want Robert Kirkman to give me the what he His meant version. for spoilers. Yeah, because I know, story and- yeah, what he did with The Walking Dead. And lately, I've been reading the issues, and I'm like, oh my goodness, there's twists and turns every time. So uh, I'm happy I did the book version. But with Jupiter's Legacy, did you guys know about it? A, B, did you think about watching it? What? We, is it, what are your guys' thoughts about this? I, I uh, knew about it from you. I uh, didn't really know what the background really was, but um, knowing things like, if I'm, I'm remembering correctly, uh, that this had gay characters who were openly gay. Yep, it, it was one of the first, you know, Mark Millar likes to yeah. add that. And I'm actually kind of really <laughs> upset about this news because I just... I hate when they, I feel like they pulled the trigger too fast on things. I haven't even gotten a chance to see the show. I haven't even gotten a chance to see the show and they've already canceled it. From the release to now, I would like to know how many weeks that has even passed. And I just feel like a lot of these, a lot of these companies, these networks, these type of things are too quick to pull the trigger on things. Uh, I think that they don't account for like what, what we call in, 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 advertising lag activity and i really think that that is something that you know people are like oh great the summer's over or whatever maybe there'll be an uptick you know there's usually a decline in uh what's going on during the summer months because people are out on vacation but like when we come back into the fall and people get back into their regular routine they're not that's when they come back to to uh the routine their normal routine their normal work life when they're they have time to actually watch some of these new shows. And I feel like they haven't given, like, things are starting to open up again. People are starting to rejoin the real world, and they're just not letting these shows that have a chance really even just live and breathe and, and, and take up space before they cancel them. So that's my rant. Brian, right. did you know anything about Jupiter's Legacy? Anything? No, but, I mean, if you take Invisible into account for the show, um, Think about it. Like Americans are really big into violence. I don't know how violent Jupiter's Rising, Jupiter's Legacy. Jupiter's, Jupiter's Legacy. Um, if you're, for, I know I've talked about it because in the comics, he started out with uh, I think it was Jupiter's. It was Jupiter's Legacy, Circle. He's done a whole bunch of Jupiter's mm-hmm. series, and 
that just cancel it right out of the blue because not enough viewership. And I, I mentioned this only because Sweet Tooth just came out the other day, and I was I told us like, hey, we should maybe watch Sweet Tooth so we can review it. But right. we have a lot of comics to talk about. We have a lot I'm of trying comics to, figure to talk out about. Mike's situation. I just, um, I just have a big peeve when, when I feel that people like Netflix only look at new subscribers instead of maintaining the quality of subscribers that, or, or having content that people who are already subscribed they just don't care about who, who's already signed up. And they just care that's, about that's getting been, that's more signups. The, the and, case for what's going on with this is they don't care about the numbers. They only care if they get new subscribers. So Tiger King, mm-hmm. I'm surprised there's not a second season because everyone started talking about it and talking about it. I, I, did it bring in actually new subscribers well, or were people just subscribed to YouTube or, or subscribed to Netflix going, oh, I'll watch Tiger King because I have it. Did, it didn't didn't bring the guy anything go to jail? New. He well, did, but the Netflix legal system, they have so much money. You, you wouldn't think they would hire some lawyer and make that the series of then they get the behind-the-scenes series with the lawyer and being like, we're going to get him out of here. Well, wait, wait, wait. I also feel like this is this is comparing uh, a documentary series that... I, do we even know like how long from start to finish it took for them to even put together Tiger King? I know nothing like, about I mean, Tiger King other than what I've seen right, in Right, I mean, even... I, I'm just talking about the fact that, like, for one example, uh, that one worker who got their arm bit, then we're seeing interviews where they do not have an arm and, and that kind of thing. Like, it, it's... Like, how long does this take... How long is these, are these documentaries I mean, it, taking? it looked like the documentary... I mean, some of it might have been his own footage because, remember, yeah. he was recording everything. Netflix could have just took it and said, oh, we'll, we'll use this as well. So we don't know. But, like, but it's also looking is, is, about, like, the what was happening at the time. The pandemic just, just started... Yep. Everybody was cooped up in their homes, and everybody was talking about Tiger King, and that got the momentum of the show going. So my question is, is like with Sweet Tooth, because we didn't talk about it, we're, we're not giving the hype of, hey, we're going to talk about Sweet Tooth and, and get the hype so that if you aren't subscribed to Netflix, that you would subscribe because we're going to talk about Sweet Tooth. But it's a comic book industry, and it's just it seems oversaturated with all these it, every, it's all these comic books. We have Loki coming out what mm-hmm. in a few weeks on Disney Plus. Yeah, we've got, you know, now everything's moving out of Netflix. They really don't have a huge library anymore. No. Um, the new Power Ranger episode comes out in a few weeks. They're, they're, they're releasing the, their season. Yeah, but, I, just, I just have a problem with, like, Netflix's overall business yeah. model, basically. But I just, to, to not, to just pull the plug on the show so quickly is really upsetting and yeah, disappointing. It, it baffled me. So, um, let, let's jump into... Actual comic books. Let's talk about Heroes Reborn. Wowza. Okay, last we left off, issue four, we, had, we, we learned Dr. Spectrum. We learned everything that he can do. He's kind of like this green lantern kind of in our universe. Don't like him. No. <laughs> what was that, Brian? You don't I like him? do not like him. Why? What's wrong with Dr. Spectrum? Uh, just racist white American boy going around making his way the right way and the only way. But I think that's really the essence of Heroes Reborn is this self-indulgent nature of we are right no matter what. We're just well, that was my criticism with Hyperion. That, I felt that way about Hyperion. Uh, see, I didn't. And, and now we're just starting to notice with, with um, Nightwing. Yep. So, uh, yeah, Nightwing? Yeah, that- so the brand new issue of 
Heroes Reborn. We have Nighthawk. Nighthawk. Um, who is a set, who's a DC senator, so he has zero power. They made sure they mentioned that in the opening. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know anything about Nighthawk. I, I know he's been around. Like he, he, Everyone's always joking I got the first issue of Nighthawk, and I'm like, okay, I don't know anything about you, though. But... For me, I'm trying to you're, you're talking about this one, and this this is uh, like a Batman spinoff. Yeah, this is yeah. a whole, but is it Batman? So, what's his name? So we find out his name is Kyle, Kyle. Richman. Yeah. I don't know the name. Did you guys? That didn't stick out to me. It didn't no. either. So I, I don't know what it is, but I f- his story is so similar to Spider-Man's. Mm-hmm. Like we wondered what what happened to Peter Parker. So Peter Parker, Aunt May is the one who dies instead of instead of. Uncle Ben, and he never gets spider powers, and so he becomes a reporter, mm-hmm. and becomes Jimmy Olsen. This Batman character, mm-hmm. Nighthawk, just kind of inserts himself somehow yeah, into Peter was, Parker's life. Yeah, that really struck like, me. All of his friends are now his. Yeah, he's just Batman. So are we saying just, Batman is Spider-Man is my question. They literally just took out Spider-Man and then just plunked in Nighthawk. And then just like left a lot of things the same. <laughs> it's really cool though. Um, yeah, like I, I, I like seeing all of the, the familiar Spider-Man characters interact with Nighthawk. Yeah, I, I thought it was very interesting. This, this um, bromance? Bromance he has, um, especially if you read the double team issue, which was kind of a flashback yeah, yeah. of that the was origin really of cool. him. That was so really cool. You really need to read double action and I have a question for you guys is how do you wish you would have read the book because double action um, if you guys haven't read it prequel yeah um, Mm -hmm. it was a prequel of the book and they talk about it in Heroes Reborn they they talk about oh you killed my friend Sam Falcon and it shows the the Gwen Stacy scene Mm -hmm. and you're like oh Oh and then the cover of Heroes uh, of the Marvel Double Trouble is him holding Sam Falcon in his Mm -hmm. arms dead and him shouting at the Green Arrow. And so it's this whole yeah. backstory of how, but all the stories and similarities, like what? Like green Lantern? Uh, no, it, it's Spider-Man. Green, Goblin. green Arrow, Green Goblin. 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 Yeah, the Green Goblin is everything. Like, I'm just like, man, is Peter Parker just, is, is he the Patrick Wilson of the Marvel <laughs> Universe? Is he just sliced bread? You know, you can just insert any Spider-Man, like insert anybody that takes Spider-Man's story, like, well, we for sure see he's not the glue that keeps them together. No. No. Like, you know, anytime they replace him with Miles or Ben O'Reilly, like maybe Peter Parker is not essential to being Spider-Man. Peter Parker is, is kind of a punk in everybody's eye. They, uh, they just yeah. wish him to shut up. <laughs> I know. That's why I, I like love, him yeah, so I much. Say, I love it, too. It's, I'm I, like, I think I'd me. do the same thing. How many times have I heard, shut up, Brian? But no, so Heroes Report, <laughs> we, we have this, so many similarities um, of everything with Nighthawk. And we learn he, he gets a Robin character mm-hmm. um, who turns out to be Gwen Stacy. Yeah. That blew my mind. Because mm. now next week we have, what, Power, what, what is her name? What was it? Night Gwen, I like that. Oh, sorry, Night Gwen was, she liked to be called that. It was a little cute touch on spider gwen yeah and yeah that's what i love because that's who she is so now her comic comes out we're going to learn more about her but mm-hmm. she's essentially taking the role of robin yep. yeah and i'm like well, you know sam, if we're keeping the batman analogy yes sam was the original it, you know sam's basically um um gwen stacy no 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 uh what's sam you talking about sam um wilson sam wilson 
Yeah, he uh, was the Falcon. The Falcon, who was his friend. Yeah. He was the original Robin in Nighthawk's way, and Green yeah. Goblin kills him, which is, oh, spoiler, sorry, early on into it. No. But, uh, you know, it's the same concept as Jason Todd. So it's, it's, it's the same touchy feel. You know, situation. I never even thought of the red, like, you know, he's known as a red Robin. Like, he had, like, he had a, it was Red Sparrow, I think his name was. What, his original name or something? Yeah, it? like, he had a parrot. Uh, uh, yeah. Falcon has a par- parrot red wing, I think it is. Yeah, like, it was in, the, a Falcon. in the Marvel movies, it may have changed it's it. A, it's a Falcon. Yeah, it's Falcon, Falcon, Falcon has a Falcon. He calls it, like, Nightwing or whatever. But anyway, but yeah, if you take that, like, oh, he's a bird. Like, well, he, it, Joker his, kills birds. Goblin's the... So the Goblin is the Joker. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And it, I didn't even, even think he about He even that. alludes to it early on. And he goes, I could still hear the laughing. And you're like, oh, how are they going to make this? Because in my mind, that's why perfect. I'm reading it. That's why I like talking about this. Because I have this problem where I'm reading this going, oh, these are similarities to Spider-Man. Oh, this is the Hobgoblin in our universe. And I... I didn't it's switch funny. that with you got Spider-Man with, universe yep. and I got Batman like through and through. Wow. See, I feel like I got like a, a mix of both. I guess the green goblin, you know, yeah, I, I didn't, I did not draw that parallel of green goblin as, as Joker. So dude, thanks for pointing that out. Yeah, it was, it was really cool. I really like that. I can still hear the laughter and the ha 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 subtle. Yeah. And you're like, Oh yeah, it's Joker. How are they going to do that? Who are they going to, and then they drop Green Goblin on you. You're like, yeah, awesome. It was phenomenal. Yeah. Oh, I just really also want to talk about that one frame uh, when one? when with with Gwen and, and she's just like, you should have just let me die. Mm, yeah. <laughs> I was like, oh my god. Just seeing Gwen Stacy like that was just. So during this whole introduction, we and, and this is where I picked up. We have a, a Commissioner Gordon now of um, DC, I guess, is it, yeah. where, where everything is being Luke taken Cage. place. And it's Luke Cage. Luke Cage. Who I was, and he shows up, and I'm like, "What happened that made Luke Cage become a cop? To become commissioner? Like this mm-hmm. seems like everything Luke Cage is against. Because did he not go to prison? What happened? Well, and, he did. And we don't yep, learn that until the American out. Night story. Correct. And that one there, if you want some clues, like if you want to play Blue's Clues, that's the book (laughs) you need to be reading. Yeah. Because American Knights introduces the saint Mm -hmm. who is Daredevil. Oh, man. They did a whole bunch with – yeah, I'm trying not to mix up comics, but – Well, that's the problem with this issue with Heroes Reborn is that – American Knights and Double Trouble tie so closely. Mm-hmm. Like, they're literal, like, I'm loving other panels. Well, all this, um, you know, getting powers that activate at nighttime and um, moon worshippers he talks mm-hmm. about. It was really cool, like, um, Moon Knight and stuff like that. Uh, Which, I, I'm sorry, but can we, can, we, can we pick apart his power for a second? When it becomes Luke dark, Cage or Nighthawk? Oh, Nighthawk. When, he, when it becomes dark, his powers emerge. Or enhanced somehow. Or enhanced, like, yeah. I don't understand. Well, that's when the, the serum actually kicks in for him. And yeah, but dep- so he's yeah. really effective during the winter months, and during the summer months, he's just not <laughs> doing anything. He's in D.C. That's a great point. <laughs> like, yeah, like, what does it... Like, D.C. is the same weather we have yeah, up here does in New he York. Take, does it, does Rico, this, buddy. 
Yeah, does the serum take daylight savings time into account? Nope. Like, I want to know. Nope. Does he you have know. a house in Alaska that he stays in so he can have the 30 days of oh night? My God, yeah. <laughs> That's powerful. It was, just, it was little He's things like that that bothered yeah. me. I was like, wait, how does your powers work only at night, sir? Mm. Yeah. Sorry, that was just a little thing I noticed, and I was like, yeah. I don't. Um, I do want to ask one question. Yes. So yeah. do you, I, I realized uh, after the fact that the order that I read things with, I know, Luke, I already discussed with you that I should read Years Were Born 5 first. Okay. That, and then I kind of went off and did uh, the double, double issue and then read the Luke Cage, um, American Knights. Do you think that that order, what do you think about that order? Does the order? And that that is my question. And I was going to propose it to you guys. I don't know how the reading, because I I don't know anything about the book. So reading it now, Mm -hmm. I go, oh yeah, reading Heroes Reborn first was helpful because then you can learn who Nighthawk is and his Mm -hmm. whole deal. So that way when they talk about him in Double Trouble, you kind of already know his motive. You already know that he is this guy and... I don't know why he doesn't kill the Green Goblin. At Personally, like, I think reading well, it the opposite way would have been better um, chronologically because um, then you could have seen how he evolved into a darker figure only caring about himself. You know, he did it for the justice and vengeance of his parents and then ultimately just gave up after his lover dies. Dare I say lover? I, I, I don't know. I didn't, get, lover. That. I didn't oh, get that man. vibe. Did I, you? I guess I got that original... Um, bromance Batman and Robin running off mm-hmm. into the sunset kind of vibe. Kind of like vibe. they're almost about to hold hands. But well, I mean, can can we also I I, I feel like there's they just have like a special kinship and I know that kind of feels <laughs> sounds like a <laughs> like a Republican y like to go a little farther than that. Yeah. It, I mean he he was it's like I, I felt alone until I met him kinda I don't exactly Well can the, I can I also make an observation? Yeah, yeah. Do you think that um, them both being black men in this comic, just they oh. had a, sh- a stronger connection? Definitely a good good thing to point out. I, I never I, would yeah, have even I, I really thought of that. I they were they were more brothers than anything. Yeah, especially with the with the with the mentality that Hyperion has toward um, anyone who doesn't have the correct Christian moral values. Mm-hmm. I think he would. Shit, even um, and that's Doctor uh, Prism. Doctor Prism. I don't understand, but I still kind of like in DC Comics, um, Superman will not kill anybody. Um, when he kills someone in Z- in the Man of Steel, when he kills Zod, like everyone freaks out. Like Superman doesn't kill. Like that's his motto. Mm-hmm. Why Batman? You know what? Some people gotta die. Well, yeah. like, Batman tries if, not to, though. But, like, but in I mean, the end of the, t- of at the, end the day, he's going to kill you. Oh, my God. Think of half the stuff he does. He, how many times do you, do you know if you get knocked unconscious, it's really not good. And if you're knocked unconscious for longer than 30 minutes, it's really not good. So think about the opposite. So we have Hyperion, who is our Superman, mm-hmm. who is killing people left and right, hulks, and wherever he wants to with his powers. Right. So Nighthawk being the opposite... That's maybe why he saves the Green Goblin because he well, believes Gwen that maybe Stacey at their also heart you can one, save them. Well, Gwen Stacy also said, "Don't kill the Goblin because that's what he wants." Well, yeah, yeah. And that's letting him win. And he, but knows how? That too. He's just going to keep on killing people. I mean, the theory is that, like, that's one of the reasons people there, there's a death ta- ca- counter um, 
I forgot what website there is, but there's a counter of like all these superheroes and how many people, how many civilians and people well, die underneath their watch. So and Spider-Man's way up there. Yeah, and that's the Green Goblin. I was gonna say Bryson once pointed out to me. We were playing um, Bryson, my son. We were playing Spider-Man, the new Spider-Man game together, and he goes, "You know, Spider-Man does kill people." And I said, "How?" He's like, "Well." He just hangs them upside down in the webs, and they would die. I was like, "Damn, good point, kid." Well, the thought is, is Spider-Man knows how to he control. He calls cops too. Spider-Man knows how to control his punch. But no, no, if no, no, I've no. learned, you hang somebody upside down. I think it's a day. So theoretically, as long as he calls the cops and they come and get him, but he's the webbing only lasts for a few hours. Oh, okay. But well, no, fair enough. But, but no, going on your theory though, Spider-Man is punching people. But like, think about if we all ganged up on you, Brian. You know, like. Including uh, your little daughter, she she decides to jump into the fray. We all decide to fight you, and I don't know. Maybe, maybe we have weapons. Yeah, we we have weapons. Okay. We, we all have, even the baby. The baby, all everybody has weapons. She's got a block. And so we're all trying to stab you, and you, you're really good Sounds at flexing. Fantastic. And you're punching. You know, you, you can punch Amy real hard because mm-hmm. you think she can take it, and you punch me, and then. You know, all of a sudden you get sliced and you think it's Bryson. All of a sudden it's Lydia and you kick her too hard. How does he know the damage that he's really inflicting on people? You think he cares? I, I think he's as a hero attack. he should care. Nah, he's getting attacked. These guys want to shoot guns at him. He's going to just knock them out. I know. I just, I, I, I think about that now. Like, we don't think about, like, just because I hit you doesn't mean when I hit everybody the same, maybe they damage easier. I mean... No offense, like I joke around with Amy sometimes. I, I had this, she got me this awesome mallet from Shaun of the Dead. And I was like, oh, this is so cool. And I'm like going around the house and I'm like, Amy's a zombie. And I hit her, and not hard, just like a little tap. And all of a sudden she started to bruise. And I'm like, why are you bruising? I just tapped, just tapped you. But I don't know my strength compared to her strength. Like imagine if I was Spider-Man, I would have broke her arm. There's a girl in the garden. I kind of get your point. So like, you got red on you. In this world of justice, and yeah, Spider-Man has his reasons. He's gonna punch people because it's the right thing in his mind to do. We, we, but this Nighthawk, when chips are down, when you look at all the numbers, like why isn't he taking out the Goblin then? All yeah. the evidence says to take out the Goblin. Mm-hmm. That that was just my thoughts. Oh. <laughs> but maybe I'm wrong. The backup issue for the Heroes Reborn. So if you haven't got the gist of Heroes Reborn. There's two stories. One will introduce us to this new character, this new DC character that's been entered into our lives. So we had Superman, Green Lantern. This issue is Batman. Next issue is going to be Wonder Woman. Wonder Woman. I'm real excited about that. But in the back of all these issues are always like my tie-in to like everything I've read isn't not canon anymore. Like my issues still matter because they still exist in the world. And we just met... Um, Black Panther. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. And now he has joined the fray. Right. And so I think it's real interesting that he, like, whatever happened to the Avengers, the manifesto has just completely destroyed it. Yeah. And I think we get some real clues in American Knights, um, which is the other tie-in, which deals with Luke Cage's story. We learned that how he becomes the commissioner. We learned that um, he indeed did go to jail. But I think the difference is that he didn't get injected he wasn't experimented on. Correct. So because right. he wasn't experimented on, he became, he decides to become a police officer mm-hmm. and de- decides to become the best co- co- police officer that ever right. existed. Well, I mean, best. if you also go back and think about why he wanted, why he said he wanted to be, because he never wanted to be 
the on on the inside of the bars ever again. Cor- he didn't want to be arrested again. Correct. So a- and you in think a way, it-, it was also just like a self-preservation kind of thing. So the question is, if Luke Cage never got his unbreakable skin, mm-hmm. does he just become a cop? Well, I mean, in this version, yes. He's always going to be a hero. But, I mean, if he does get that kind of bulletproof skin at the end, the costume. Yeah, but what he had to do to get there. Good. Yeah, didn't even tie that together. Yeah. That was cool. Yeah, so, I mean, (gasps) I I believe it was Nighthawk that that had the costume, and he was like, oh, yeah, I mean, it's not like my skin's bulletproof. (laughs) <laughs> yeah, I mean, I got that too. I was just, I was just thinking of his whole life. But also, look at the way that he talks to, um, or treats criminals. Like we, we've been talking before about how um, Heroes Reborn is kind of reflective of our culture of the right Trump now culture yeah. and what his ideologies can be. Mm-hmm. And this way of the cops, like yeah, when he was, that was when he was beat, he was beating up this guy. He goes, "I want information." And he's like, I don't have it. And he starts beating up. And he goes, you can't do this. He goes, who are they going to believe? You, this scummy person, creep, you know, you you have a rap sheet that's too long. Or me, a decorated officer. Yeah. And to me, that was almost like this whole Black Lives Matter. That's been what their quote has been. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. This whole, and it just hit me in the gut when mm -hmm. I read that. I was like, ooh. Yeah. Like Um, that was. Good turn. Good turn. Yeah. Um, I, I really thought that a lot of this had to do with uh, how how police treat certain police officers treat certain people. That to me, and I mean, it was not lost on me that the officer who was essentially uh, hired to kind of take out Luke Cage. I yeah, mean, because he, he he went against the rules. He, he still he, haven't he seen that yet. Still haven't seen that. Very excited for that. Well, I don't think we're going to... I think that was only a one-shot. Well, they're the going to... If he paid so, to take him out, we're going to see something eventually. Correct. So that may be in the Heroes uh, Reborn series. So that mm-hmm. would be cool if that ties in and then yeah. you know exactly where it fits Well, in. I also just want to point out, like, not to be the person who points out race and everything, but, I mean, Luke Cage is black, and this officer that was being very uh, aggressive was white. But and I, decorated. I, think the, I think the fact that Luke Cage was black was very, very important because we've been talking about the Trump ideologies. Like, yeah. If you believe that Trump is good, that he is the savior, that all co- like blue lives matter, you're going to like the ideologies of, of Hyperion. Hyperion and his superior com- commander. Mm-hmm. Com- command. Um, but I think that goes into the cop ideology. The cops are never wrong. If you think the cops are never wrong and their job is to take out the crypt, then do you have a problem with the book? Are you going, you know what? The guy is a, a, a scummy guy. He is trash. You know, Luke Cage should beat him up because he, you know, he, he is a bad guy. Mm-hmm. You, you take the law out of it. And I think there are some really strong parallels. And I think it's important Luke Cage is beating up another black person because it doesn't matter with race when it comes to cops. A cop is a cop, and they look after their own. Except right. if you turn against them, and then it doesn't matter. And then, oh, we're gonna. Well, I'm gonna use your own quote against you Please right do. now. Uh, I am gonna say you have said this several times that a police officer, at the end of the day, can take off his uniform. Uh, a black, 
person in America can't take off the color of their skin. So that's that's just something that I, I just want to bring up. And, and this book touches on that. And also, um, it touches on something, also the religion aspect. Mm-hmm. And I thought it was very interesting, the difference in religion in this book. Yes. Manifesto, we've learned, is God. Manifesto, if you're not familiar with him, he is kind of, he's the devil, and he loves to do um, bargainings. Ghostwriter, that's where he comes from. Mm-hmm. We've got Spider-Man's marriage has happened from there. Yeah. Ghostwriter did do a whole hell thing where he, where Manifesto tried to make hell on Las Vegas mm-hmm. and turn that into its own world, and that was a few years ago. Mm-hmm. But the fact that he is being worshipped, yeah, and I kind of freaked out when I read it because I feel like we had had this conversation just yesterday. I have HBO Go because I had it for Godzilla vs. Um, Kong because I got it for my brother for his birthday. But then Mortal Kombat came out and I was like, oh, I'll still get it. And now the con- and then In the Heights comes out in a few weeks. Mm-hmm. But The Conjuring came out and it's all on HBO now. And I was like, Amy likes scary movies. I'll watch this. I do. Our second oh. date was It Chapter 2. I the Conjuring movies are the scariest movies I've ever seen in my life. I Agreed. am so scared when you see things. I don't move. I can't react. I'm fro- I, I've never been frozen stiff. I can't yell. Mm-hmm. I, I'm just so scared. See, that's my question. Why, why do you want to watch that? Why do you want to do that to yourself it's, i don't get that it's fun because like it's a story it's like especially being how i word this your upbringing my upbringing was very much demons are real and god is real and this is all I, I, i've come to question all of that you know is god real is he all these questions and i i'm like well here's the thing if god's real then demons are real and but i'm like man See, that's uh, that's true in a sense. Um, but what but if it's not? What if it's the opposite? What if demons are like actually the good guys, and angels are the bad guys, and we, we we've been wrong about this the whole time? And I think this is what this book brought out because Manifesto is a, like a god. He is looked at like he's a good and he's a savior. And then you look at Daredevil. Mm-hmm. He's not oh, called geez. Daredevil. He's no. called Saint. Because, like, there's this whole switch over in their views. Like, it's yeah. so weird. Well, and he's this, just like, like oh, what's the good and bad anymore. Yeah, they call him the saint because of the S on his chest. And he's like, it's not an S, it's a serpent. Like, yeah, the saint had nothing to do with him. It was just, I mean, he called. was. I mean, d- besides the fact that he is some form of clergy member of this church, which that's interesting. With, yeah, I, I don't, it didn't go. Get what did the too serpent much. have to do with anything? Oh, the serpent is the oh, devil. Mephisto, yeah, 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 yeah. He, he, his first form. So, um, if you look at um, Daredevil, um, the whole story, Daredevil, he gets his eyes out and then he learns ninja when his dad dies. Or no, his dad dies, he and he gets ninja. blinded, and he learns ninja. <laughs> he learns ninja. He ninja learns other powers. Ninja. Ninja powers are actually um, With this, he doesn't become blind. Like, we see yeah, his Yeah, I eyes. picked up on so that, too. So if he too. doesn't become blind, he just becomes a clergyman? Like, it was, I mean... Like, Still's badass fighting. Yeah, I mean... But who taught him how to fight? The only reason Stick taught him how to fight was because... Um, he was blind, he was too. Blinds. Yeah, on the map. Or did Manifesto give him back... Is that been... The wish, Matt Murdock was like, I wish I could see. Manifesto was like, okay, and this is the outcome? This is I what? I mean, that's a thought. I, hmm. That he did learn how to fight and is now able to 
see. Correct. But, who, I mean, even then, I mean, what, what do the, they say that when you lose your senses, all your others become more acute. So, yeah, like, I'm curious, does that have the same, did that, him maybe being able to see again, did that change how his powers are? And it could, yeah, it could have been a deal. He could have made a deal, and, and he would remember the deal. Usually, you remember your deal you make with the devil, though you don't know how it's going to happen. Mm-hmm. You know you made it. Like, Spider-Man was the only one he, who knew of the deal that was made. True. So, maybe Daredevil becomes a saint because he's like, man, I messed up the world real bad, but I like seeing. Seeing is important to me. Mm-hmm. I mean, I think that we have more questions than actual answers at this point. And I think that's, no, yeah, that sure. last one's just for ridiculous. Sure. Yeah. But, um, so the last book I asked you guys to read was The Marauders, the issue. It's the new issue. It's going to start the Hellfire Gala event. The whole premise of it is that the mutants have been doing stuff. They have been on their own adventures. They have been giving medicines to everyone across the world. So they've cured all cancer. They've cured... Everything, any disease that you have, they've been able to cure it on their mutant wow. island. Wow. And the only thing is, is you agree to do whatever they say. Like this whole agreement of, you want this medicine, Brian? You have to make sure you love mutants at all times. Don't do anything mean to us. And open the borders that they can come in and out whenever they want. That's all. That's really all they're asking. And people flip out. How dare you? You know, you're just ruining the economy. Healthcare professions are going out. So it's been this whole oh, toss-up. I'm sorry. We, we don't have year. to heal you. We can just <laughs> keep it to ourselves. Right? Correct. But it's up to the American governments. Think about this, Brian. The X-Men Utopia has the, can- the, the cure for cancer. And you go, oh, I would like one of those, please. And, uh, you know, Biden's like, no, 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 buddy. You can't get that. We haven't approved that yet. It's not part of our sanctions. You can't have that. So what ended up happening was there was this whole underground. There was all these people who were selling it on the drugs. Like if you could buy it in Canada, for example, you would just ship it to the U.S. And there came this whole black market. Sounds like all drugs. Correct. And that's really what this is. And so people got crazy. And so there's kind of been this uneasy tension. And that's kind of the buildup. So the X-Men have now announced that they are opening up its borders. Everyone can come into it. And they want to start fresh and offer better things for people. They want to squash their beefs, if you will. And this book, I I thought would be a good jumping on point for people who haven't been reading X-Men. It is... A few issues in, and every issue that goes into it is all going to be different numbered. Because if you like this issue, X Force is next, and that just continues the story. So my question is: Is uh, did you guys were you able to get through it? Did you read it? Um, were you off put? Was it easy to read? Was it family? Was it reader friendly? Brian, did did you? Um, well, you told me to read episode or issue eleven. Correct. Just jump right in. Correct. I wasn't going to do that. So I didn't. Uh, why don't you just tell me about it? Why, why should I read it? And that, and that, that was why I gave you the premise. That, that was okay. the premise of the book. Um, I did read Amy, it. Amy, you did read it. Yeah. Was it new reader friendly? Were you off put of, you know, you, you haven't read all these issues. You know there's a lot happening in the X-Men. And that's why that's well, why I was just always a lot curious. happening I, with the X-Men. That's why I just threw it out like, guys, read it. And I didn't give you any context really other than it's going to start a brand new arc. And and because this is supposed to lead happening. up to like planet size X-Men hmm. where it's going to be a brand new number one for everybody. They're redoing everything. Gotcha. So this is kind of like the build up to it, like this whole event that no everyone can read. Hopefully, I, I would think, 
But I, I don't know because I've been reading X Men for so long. I think right. I'm desensitized of when people could jump in. Hmm. So Brian, you you guys just got thrown off by the numbers as well, which maybe is a reason why Marvel does renumber things. Number well, I can always just go back read issue one and see if I like it. Correct, but this is a whole different story. You don't need, at least I don't think you have to read any other X Men issues. You could just jump in with that Marauders issue. Oh, yeah. Amy, um, what was your thoughts? You read it. Just to be clear, I am familiar with characters that did show up in this issue, like Fantastic Four. Like, were you off put? Did you understand? I don't want to start talking about it if you didn't understand it, because then I want to see how much you got from it. No, and I mean, if you have like a general knowledge of. X-Men of Fantastic Four, you know, um, having seen uh, X-Men First Class and and stuff like that. Uh, That's how I knew who Emma Frost was. So uh, already I was like, okay, cool. I'm I'm familiar with her. Obviously familiar with Fantastic Four. Uh, I don't know. And, and of course, Captain America was also there, too. I'm one of those people who really like seeing everybody interact and, and cross over into one kind of just big event basically yeah so uh with so and that's really what you're supposed to get from this issue i feel because everything was kind of discussed of all the past beef squashes or you know things they've had problems with they they wanted you know they they talk about different countries and and some of the books i didn't read i didn't read excalibur so there was some stuff i didn't know right but it was this whole encompassing i thought it was beautiful done of like every they made sure to show everyone like it almost felt like you're going to an Oscar show. Oh yeah, like, this almost was like, like this a was red carpet like show, type of kind yeah. of like, oh, we're at the Oscar. So, Brian, I, I would encourage you to jump in and see if see if you can. It was this meeting of the X Men, what and really what they've been doing is almost like a parent, like a class so, so Brian, reunion. You, you know, Bryson goes to school. Yep. You, you know, I hope he does. Uh, there's there's characters that that, <laughs> that happen that he meets. <laughs> you know, there's all these things, but you don't really know what Bryson's doing. The gala event is kind of like parents' night, where you get to go to the school and look around and been like, oh, Bryson's been working on this project. This is cool. This is where he sits. This is, and that's really what the, I got from the issue was not, not a lot happens. Like, plot-wise, like, there's some stuff that happens at the end. I don't want to spoil it. Mm-hmm. But there's some stuff that happens in the end that makes you go, what happened during this gala event? Because they show mm-hmm. you the end of the gala and something happens. And yeah. that continues in x Four. So... Amy, uh, do you want to read X-Force and Hellions <laughs> Hell yes. Came out? Hell um, yes. <laughs> and, I do want to read X-Force. It just continues from there about what's been happening in the gala event. So Martyrs... So yeah, the latest issue numbers, of numbers. Martyrs is the um, kind of a great jumping on point and, and this wonderful take and look at how maybe Marvel is going to take the X-Men and kind of like hold your hand through this process. Yeah. And I, I really liked it, especially the designs of how they made everyone look beautiful and elegant. And Glamorous. It was really beautiful. It was really beautiful. So. I, I also would want to point out that there was a couple of times that I was just kind of surprised at how funny it was at times. Different things you should know. The X-Men and Fantastic Four have not gotten along. Um, mm-hmm. Their son, they tried to kidnap Franklin. Yeah. Yes. And then it turns out they're like, oh, Franklin, you're not really a mutant anymore. You're not allowed in here. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> and there, there's a whole thing about, you know, that and then... Gatekeeping? There's part of the Illuminati as well. Um, the smartest men in the world get together and Professor X and Reed Richards are part of that. And there was a fight that broke out between the two. Something happened because there were some words that were... I don't even know what they said, but that's what I understand. Like, there's Illuminati. Or maybe he said something about a son, like... T- 
talk to my son again, I'm going to murder you. <laughs> like, yeah, think about just... that. Like, Brian, someone takes Lydia from you because you're like, Lydia is a mutant. She belongs with us. And you're like, no, I'm her dad. Give her back. And they're like, no. And then you have to fight to get her back. You get her back. And then she gets older and she goes, oh, I do want to go hang out with the X-Men. And you're like, they no, understand no, me. D- d- don't, you're not, you're not going to do that, bud. No, you're going to stay here. And she goes, no, I'm going to do it anyway. And so she escapes and goes there and the X-Men defend her. So here you are as a father trying to get back your daughter. And she's like at this cl- you know, at a club or whatever. And you're like, get, get out of here now. You don't belong there. And then you finally come to some terms where it's under your supervision that she can come visit the mutants and, you know, you guys work out a deal. And then Lydia gets sick, discovers that she, no longer, like she loses her powers, and then they go, oh, no. after all of this, no. Nah. We don't want Lydia here. She's not allowed in here. If you bring Lydia to our land, we're probably going to kill her. So she's no longer welcomed. How messed up is that? So whatever he said, Reed Richards said to Professor X in that moment, I yeah. feel like that's what that was. Mm-hmm. Like this, I'm angry about this. Yeah. Seems all like I'm, it. All I'm thinking about is that panel, and I don't even know if this is in reference to that storyline. But like, I don't know. And that's about we to don't throw know. hands. We don't, he could have said like, yo, I'm good. Like, no, it was something mad because they both had yeah. faces, but he could have said yeah. anything. Maybe he was like, I know what you did or... You know, um, there, there's a storyline about there's a future um, going to happen where Ben murders Reed Richards for some reason. It, it's been hinted in the Fantastic Four and stuff like something's going to happen. The Reed Richards become a super genius or something It makes mm. everybody hate Reed Richards. And I don't know if maybe that was it. Xavier saw that and he was like, so who knows? Who's to say? But yeah, I, I encourage you to read Martyrs. Um, like I said, um, X-Force and Hellions did come out. We, we can talk about that next time. Because um, yeah. this gala event is going gonna, is gonna to happen for a little while. Don't get thrown off by the numbers. Kind of keep in, you know, whatever the new issue is of that week is going to be that. And you don't have to read the past issues. Only if you want to know maybe the characters. So if you have like a Marvel Limited app and you just want to learn who these characters are, maybe read the first issues of all of those yeah. ones. But it's, it's not necessary. I think it's a great jumping on point. So, yeah, so. I, I'm excited for next week. Um, Power Princess, we're going to meet her. The Hellfire Gala event is going to continue next week as well. So um, we'll take a look at that. I, I'm going to try to watch Sweet Tooth personally because yeah, I, 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 I love the book series. Oh, and, and the fact that it's, it's being executive produced by RDJ. <laughs> Uh, so yeah, we'll, we'll see what happens. Gee, who knows about comics? Who else could we get? Robert like, Downey Jr. In the back of my head, I'm like, I hope they don't cancel it. So that I feel like I should watch this just I know. so it doesn't get canceled. Yeah. So um, with that, guys, I will leave you. Thank you so much, Amy and Brian, for joining us here um, at Fresh Death Comics. We'll see you guys yeah, next time. Me. I'm so happy you guys came. So guys, this has been Fresh Death Co- Comics. I'm your host, B. Luke. Tune in next time. We'll see you guys later. Bye.